This is Agent to Agent Remarks. My name is Jeff Lavelle. I am a real estate broker and property manager with The Brokerage, a real estate firm just outside of Las Vegas in Henderson, Nevada. Agent to Agent Remarks are those comments in the multiple listing system that aren't shared with the general public. They're just those private comments between the real estate agents. And so this series is going to focus on fun stories, not so fun stories, and all those little things that you don't always get to hear about. And it's far from reality TV. It's the real part of real estate. So sit back, relax. Let's talk about some real estate. And thanks for stopping by. All right, everybody, welcome to Agent to Agent Parks. This is episode two, and I am your host, Jeff LaBelle, broker of the Brokerage Real Estate Firm. And I, you're in for a real special treat. So we have the person who made my group a group. Before I was a group, I was just Jeff LaBelle. And then I convinced one of my dear friends to take the plunge to leave a perfectly paying job to embark on a mission that would forever change her world. Lindsay Rebecca Gray in the studio today. Welcome, Reba. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. Yeah? Yeah. I'm so glad to hear that. So, Reba, you have been with me as an agent first on my team and now at the illustrious brokerage real estate firm for, you've been with me for nine years. Nine years. Nine long years. Nine glorious. <laughs> right. Full of just no stress. They were they were <laughs> they were so easy. It just feels like it's it's just gone in the blink of an eye. Really? A blink of an eye. Right. There's yeah. been no tears. Nope. There's been no talking you off the ledge. No. No. There's been we don't want anybody putting you on a, you know, legal two thousand hold. Um there's been no <laughs> Heavy medication needed. No, uh, never. Light medication. Wine. Wine. Lots of lots wine. And lots of wine. Yeah. But yeah, so nine years we've been do- doing this. Nine years. Well, I mean, you've been doing it for much longer. Well, that's true. Um, <laughs> well, right, of course. Um, but, you know, it's kind of funny because I'm pretty sure that we were just having a fun little conversation over a few cocktails and then I went out and got my real estate books and sort of informed you on Monday that, by the way, I am coming to work with you. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, gosh, you grew the team into something amazing. What do we have? 13 agents, I think, with us when I then informed you that it was time to open a brokerage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm the kick in your pants. <laughs> and then I just stand back and watch you deal with it all. <laughs> well, and, and, and in fairness, uh, two years ago when we opened the office, I was headed to Camp Cartwheel. Yes, you were. And I was, I, I, I think I had, not only think I picked the paint color for this. You hadn't. Yeah. No. So yeah. I was like, hey, Reba, so I need you to do me a little favor while you're watching all my business. I need you to also design, coordinate, meet with, and all those other fun things, the painter, the, you know, blah, 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 to get the office ready. Yeah. 
Yeah, and there were no tears whatsoever. You didn't have to talk me off of a ledge. There was, wasn't here to do it. Uh, yeah, no. Um, oh, it was a basket case. That was fun. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. That was um, fun. But, you know, I'm mentally stable now. I'm in a good place. <laughs> My therapist says I'm doing right, great. Right, right. Yes. Great progress. Totally. So yeah. So you, okay, so let's start from kind of the beginning. Where are you from originally? Originally, I am from South Georgia, but I lived South in- Georgia. Yes, Valdosta. South Georgia. Um, further south <laughs> than Valdosta. Further south than Valdosta. I'm from Thomasville, Georgia. Okay. And um, I'm adopted, but I'm pretty sure I was born in Albany. Not Albany. Albany. Uh, Georgia is how we pronounce it. Oh, yeah. Albany. So not Albany, New York. You were born yeah. in Albany, Georgia. I believe so. Yeah. And then. It's like saying Rodeo versus Rodeo. <laughs> pretty much. Um, and then when I was 13, we moved up to Knoxville, Tennessee, where I lived until um, after I graduated from high school. And then I went down to Georgia again and lived in Atlanta and then ended up here about 15 years ago. So you've been here 15 years. So you've been, I mean, that was when I got into real estate. That was 15 years ago. So I met you like right when you got here. Right when I got here. I, I got here in fall and I started playing softball in spring. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> we were playing is probably a. <laughs> I, yeah, I was, in, <laughs> I was. I was included on a softball team because and they I, needed yes. an extra warm body yes. so that all the guys could play. They needed another girl. Okay. So um, so basically I stood behind home plate and screamed don't at people. Yeah. Don't throw the ball at me. Don't. Mm -mm. <laughs> it's not what we're doing. And when you're coming into home, I'm going to get out of your way. Don't slide. You don't need to be a rock star. Yeah. So I was useless, um, which is how I ended up sitting on the bleachers next to you most of the right. time. Well, thank God yeah. for your useful, so useless softball. Playing right. Yeah, totally useless. Um, but no, that's, you know, that was the beginning of a great friendship. So you had me over for a Halloween party. Was it a Halloween party? I feel like I was dressed in scrubs. You know what? I it's, There was a Mexican sombrero hat or something involved. I think that was a different party. It's Is a little fuzzy. I don't know. I don't know why it was fuzzy. Uh, the details are a little fuzzy. You came over for something and I, it was may have been the crawfish boil. I'm not sure. Okay. But it was in May because I remember I wanted to be licensed by july that was okay. my goal and um and so i it was some gathering that i had there was alcohol involved i know that right because that's when all the best decisions are made <laughs> right uh, well yes in my life it's historically i make the best decisions also the worst decisions when alcohol is okay. involved so you interestingly enough you joined my team and then all about six minutes later, I said, oh, hey, by the way, we're going to change companies. Uh, and we went to another company where we were uh, at the district for a while. We yep. really enjoyed that. Met some fun people there. Who, we did. Who will be making appearances on the on the uh, podcast at some point. Yes. Um, so that that's going to be a fun episode. But we made some great friends there. Right. In fact, uh, you're, I, I, I'm just going to say for all intents and purposes, work wife. Yes. But, you know, you and Heidi. Yeah, met there. We did. And that was, oof. well, I mean, the funny thing about that meeting, um, we had a work event to go to and um, I we worked in the same hallway and I just had, you know, met her and talked to her. And I thought 
she's a pretty cool chick. So mm-hmm. I said, hey, are you going? She said, yeah. I said, all right, do you want to meet up before? We'll go together. We'll have a glass of wine. We'll head over. She said, great. So I, I get to our designated meeting point and I'm early because I'm always early. Mm-hmm. And uh, I order a glass of white Zinfandel, like a classy little thing. And she comes in with her gigantic purse. I'd like a wine spritzer, please. Basically, yeah. Um, <laughs> and she comes in with her gigantic purse and plops her purse down on the bar and looks at the bartender and says, I'll take a shot of tequila and a Coors Light back. And I was like, what? Who is this girl? I like her. And that was the beginning of our amazing friendship. So I basically, you know, put it in a nutshell, I'm the luckiest person in the world because I get to work with my two very best friends um, every day. Yeah. And, you know, and also every day you, you come to the office. I mean, just saying. <laughs> oh, man. No, like we both went for the dig at right. the same time. <laughs> right. Oh. We, we did. We did the dig over so, each other. We'll, we'll let the audience decide who was better. Right. So uh, you have been just uh, it is. It, well, I mean, let's just be honest. It hasn't been an easy no. uh, road, but no. I can say that um you know it only took you nine years to get your stride right but (laughs) better now than ever your year year this year has been phenomenal but um no and all joking you know all joking aside uh, you know you started out in without like a huge sphere of influence uh, i had 12 people yeah so you didn't know a ton of people you didn't have a lot of people to draw on i mean i'd lived here my whole well mostly my whole life so i knew a ton of people but it doesn't make it any easier so you started out as a unknown right in a city that has a very competitive real estate market and really it was a terrible market we were going through the collapse if you will of real estate as we know it for our our time probably one of the worst collapses in u.s history and we were the foreclosure capital of the world so you ended up um you know just paraphrasing here having some pretty you know, dark moments, just like the rest of us, but it's harder because you didn't have, you know, a bunch of people to call on. I had nothing to fall back on. And, um, and when I went into real estate and I left my job that, you know, paid me every two weeks and well, I had you benefits do that with your eyes and all of that. Too. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody thought I was crazy from my parents to the people I worked for, to my fellow. I mean, Chris <laughs> was like, uh, you're doing what? You're uh, yeah. But I, you know, I, I, I told everybody and, and I stood by this even through the tough times, you know, I, I would rather bet on myself in the worst real estate market in the country, which we were right there. Yeah. I would rather bet on myself than to spend the rest of my life wondering what could have happened. And if I could make it when it was really, really bad, I knew it's cyclical. It's real estate. Right. I knew it would get better eventually. And I knew if I could make it through that, when things got better, it was going to look really good for me, for my future. And, um, and it's, this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And, you know, when I make it look easy and I make it look fun and we have a great time with my clients and we get the job done and we do what we need to do. And at the end of the transaction, all the time, people say, I think I want to get my real estate license. I'm like, Oh, (laughs) hold up there, Tonto. Like, I'm not sure that that's something that you're prepared for because we make it look easy and we make it a fun process because we're good at what we do. But there's a very dark side to being a realtor and it's a very difficult road if you decide you want to, you know, try and travel it. Um, And if you're not prepared and you don't have the people behind you to support you, whether that's financially or just mentally or just to, you know, give you a kick in the pants when you need it, which I needed about every 17 or 18 minutes. Um, But if you don't have that, 
it's a very lonely place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's high highs and low lows. Super and... high highs. Like when life is good, woo, life is good. Mm-hmm. And then two and a half seconds later or one phone call later, yeah. life can be really, really bad. Well, because the different, the, the interesting thing about real estate is the dynamics that are involved in it. Right. Because you have a buyer, you have a seller, you have two real estate agents, but you also have a home inspector, a loan officer, an appraiser. You have underwriters. You have all of these different people who impact the the flow of the transaction. And then, of course, you have just stuff happens, right? I mean, sure. I've had I personally haven't had it, thank the Lord, but I've heard of people dying on the way to the signing appointment. Oh, sure. I mean, That's something that maybe I'm like, maybe I'm a morbid person, but I worry about that with my, you know, with my signings. I'm like, oh, Lord, don't get hit by a bus, please. Right. You know, like, let's get this thing done. Or at Everybody least if you're going to get hit by yes. a bus, do it after the wires cleared. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm joking. Hopefully but, it's a city bus. Right. So you get a nice payout so we can right. change and go to a different neighborhood. They're new friends. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah. no, it, it's, you know, there's a lot of things that come into it. And, and not only are we, you know, trying to herd kittens with everybody that's involved there are all these unknowns that tend to rear their ugly heads too like you know the neighbor's uncle who's never had a real estate license who right, you know would right. wants to chime in right. and um and and maybe they didn't have a good experience and that's starting to bleed over into your client and you know it, it's 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 just trying to keep everybody calm and keep the transaction moving forward and knowing when to white knuckle something right. and when to step back and let it breathe. Well, I see a lot of suspicion, you know, and, and I get it. I mean, you know, we're not to toot our own horns, but we are an unusual breed in our profession because we, we do really put the client first and foremost always. always. And, you know, I think part of that is self-preservation because I know that if I am always able to articulate that I did something on the client's behalf or for their best interests, I know that that'll never, you know, the real estate division is never going to say, oh, you took care of your client, right? Right. But, but also, I mean, I think it's more, I know it's more because we know that that's what our reputations are built on. Right. Right. I mean, we're only as good as the last deal we did and we're only as good as the clients that's willing to refer us. So, um, you know, I think that, you know, you've always been an exemplary, uh, exemplary example. Is that a thing? You've always sure. really been. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. You've always been fundiferous. You've always <laughs> been the the you know example that I like to point to of people who are um, really always adamantly for their clients' best interests. But like you said, you could have a good time with it, and and I don't know anybody. Well, I know maybe one person. Um, that may not be a friend of yours now, but, um, you know, it's a long drive to get to that house. So, um, <laughs> but aside from that person, I don't know any of your clients that haven't become your friends. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very blessed um, that I, I think that when I come into a transaction, I do it in a way where in my mind, mentally, I'm in the trenches with my client, whatever it is that we need to get from this transaction, whether it's a first time home buyer, whether it's, you know, this is my last home I'm ever going to buy and I'm going to retire in this home or, you know, I'm in a bad situation and I need to get out of it. Like whatever that goal is, I take that goal and I, I get in the trenches and there's never a point in time that my clients, at least it's my goal, that my clients um, ever feel like they're not able to reach out to me and get whatever it is they need from me at that moment. And it can be 
it can be, you know, exhausting. I, I, I tell people all the time, like my clients are my little children, you know, and I'm friends with so many clients now. And it's really neat because um, I, I get all this interaction from them after the fact, and it's not a business transaction anymore. Um, and of course, they refer people to me because they know I'm going to give them the same service that I gave to them. Right. Um, but, you know, when you come into this, if there is a it's personal, you know, and I think that a lot of times we like to try and forget that real estate is personal, but it's personal to our client, no oh, matter what their deeply, goal is. It's deeply personal. And I, yeah, I, not only in the sense that for many of our clients it's the home they live in, it's where they make their memories. They bring their kids home from the hospital when they're born. They right. um, have their birthday parties there. They have fights and romance and all, you know, all the things that go on in a home. Right. But right. Then it's also uniquely personal because it's in many cases, I think for the majority of Americans that own homes, the largest source of income that they have for, or not income, but wealth. I mean, it's right. the largest single source of wealth that they have. And so, you know, I understand that trepidation people have with trusting somebody to come in and give them a fair market offer or fair market evaluation of their home price. And so, you know, being upfront and honest with people isn't always how you're honest and upfront with people is always, I think, the way to to bring them over. But I wanted to ask you something. So you've been in this, you know, you came in in the hard market like like, you know, like I did. And, and it wasn't a great market when you started. It wasn't a, it was a terrible market when I started. But the, you know, people are listening to this ideally, hopefully, and thinking about real estate. I mean, what would you tell yourself? nine years into this that you didn't know nine years ago? I mean, if you were starting out again, what would you tell yourself? That's a, that's a fun question. Wow. Okay. Um, <clears throat> business wise, um, I think that I would probably want to start this in a more organized fashion. I think that I came into it thinking, well, I only have 12 people. Like I have 12 people in the whole city who know me, right? Why do I need to keep a database? Why do I need to have a CRM? Why do I need to, you know, uh, well, here's the problem. <laughs> uh, as the years go by, you know, every time you add somebody to that database, you have the potential for losing contact with with that person or right. another person or four other people, right? Right. And so I think that one of the real turning points for my career was two years ago when I did finally get a CRM, put every single person that I'd ever sold a house to or four uh, in that CRM and actually start to work that CRM. Now, mm -hmm. here's the funny thing. There were very few people that I had lost contact with because organically I just keep up with people. Um, but there were a few. And, you know, when I did reach out to them, they were all very receptive and happy to hear from me. And I think there were only maybe three people that had moved on and sold or purchased without me. Um, it's a kick in, in the gut, though. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, it is a kick in the gut, right? You look at it and you yeah. go, well, only three, but let me tell you, those well, three we hurt. All, we all, you know, and, and there's, a, there's a natural, I don't, I guess you could say ego. Yeah. Where you think, oh, my client would never oh. buy or sell without me. And and yeah, we do. We have some clients that are, you know, they, they trust us as the authority. They trust us as the person that they go to. And and gosh, do I, I cherish those relationships sure. because I do feel super valuable. But there's also a group of people who, no matter how good the real estate transaction was, I think they almost think, well, gosh, I haven't heard from that person in a while. Maybe they don't 
want me to be their client right. again. Right. You know, which is really weird because I can't think of, I can maybe think of five <laughs> in 15 years and, you know, a thousand or so deals that I would be like, yeah, we probably better we don't talk again. But <laughs> right. generally, right. Um, you know, generally, uh, well, yeah, I want to work with all of them again. Sure. I mean, you know, we want to have that repeat business. It's a very interesting balance that we have to try and and keep in our lives. And it's something that, you know, it's funny. I was just answering a questionnaire for something else earlier uh, today. So this is right along those same lines. It's there is a balance that we have to try and maintain in our lives. And it is literally the hardest part of our job, I think, is to make sure that everybody at home feels like they're getting attention right. and they're getting our time, family time, um, our, you know, responsibilities that we need to do as adults and, mm-hmm. and members of society, you know, like registering your car, right. Um, <clears throat> may be overdue <laughs> on one of my cars right now. That's why it's front of mind. Um, but you know, things like that we have to do. And then we have to make sure that our clients are well taken care of that are current clients. And we have to also, Make sure that our previous clients and friends get FaceTime with us as well, because, you know, those are our referral sources. And um, it it almost feels like it's a game of cups, you know, where it's like, okay, which cup has something under it? Because somebody today is going to get my attention and somebody is not, you know. Um, And so it's something that I've been really trying to get to in my life for the past two years. And I'm making progress, but boy, it's, you know, it's an uphill battle. Well, and, you know, I think that, like you said, it's a matter of trying to find that that consistency where you can have good family time, you can have relationships outside of business, and, right. of course, having the, the business relationships that, that are personal and business, right. but making sure that people understand that there's still genuine interactions, you know. Every time you hear the phone ring from Reba or Jeff, you don't want to think, oh, gosh, you know, they're looking for referrals. Right. We're not. You You're know, not. it's just no, we just enjoy. I had a friend uh, had coffee with one of my past clients yesterday. You know, it was just he was in the area. Right. You know, so um, speaking of family. So you got married this year. I did. And it was devastating for me because as long as we've been friends, my family and I decided to go on our first cruise, mm-hmm. which was our my first vacation in nine years. Mm-hmm. And you surprised everybody by inviting people down to New Orleans, mm-hmm. New Orleans, uh, to go uh, just on a, a birthday trip. Right. It was just your birthday instead of the crawfish boil this year, which you're famous for. You invited uh, people down without any pretext to... Uh, New Orleans and the actual event was your wedding. Right. So the whole thing culminated in you and Chris uh, exchanging vows. Right. And uh, that's, that was pretty badass. Now you, (laughs) you you did get, you did let me in on it. Yes. Yeah. Prior to the the event. And I, I think there, I, I, I did cry. So did I. Because I was very sad. I wasn't going to be a part of that. But I was devastated. um, Yeah. It was still amazing. Yeah. And so you got married this year. I got married this year. And you guys have year. been together for... 15 years. Or four, oh, 15 years. Is that... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Three yeah. or four years, right? 15 yeah. years. 15 years. So, um, and then you also adopted two fur babies. Were, were they this year, both of them? So uh, or... Dexter, I adopted a year and a half ago. Okay. So and then yeah. Lenny, I adopted last summer. Linoleum. Linoleum. Yeah. Yes. Lenny and Dexter. Yes. And uh, they are very, very funny. And if you haven't, you know, for those of you listening, if you haven't seen Reba's 
dogs. They are very, very funny. You have a, uh, I think Dexter is like a wolfhound mix. He's a Irish wolfhound labradoodle mix. Okay. And Lenny is a gigantic golden doodle. He is a gigantic golden doodle. He's huge. <laughs> but he's very thin. When you pet him, right. it's all hair. Yeah, it's all hair. Yeah, he's like a he's like a greyhound with a poof, you yes. know, like a, like a fro. Yes, he has um, a little muppet. Yeah, so, uh, and they take up just a tremendous amount of time. They do. And your annex with them are really just over the top well yeah i'm i am the crazy dog lady now yes. i own it you know we, i'm we fine know this, with it yeah. um it you know with chris being gone half the year i don't have a lot of um and i guess we go into that now chris works in alaska from april to october so i don't get to see my fellow this is where mike rowe starts talking like the deadliest catch right this right i wish i could get the mike rowe voice over now i know yeah. i know <laughs> um so he's up there doing his thing in the fishing uh, industry and so we don't get to talk very much and obviously we don't see each other and so these dogs are my children basically mm -hmm. i mean mm -hmm. they are the only people at home that i'm having a conversation with right so we have full-on conversations that's where the crazy comes it's fine yeah. um <laughs> and, but then you know i send them to school they go to school um and they learn things at school and um hopefully it makes them better dogs i'm i'm really hoping that we're gonna get uh dexter into harvard yeah lenny's gonna go to usc and just be a frat boy it's fine that's what, but um but yeah yeah so um so no i you know i got married i've got two dogs i have no kids but and you started your own team this year I did. So you yes. you left my team. I did. You had the audacity oh. after all I, this was what I love. You know, you leave, <laughs> I've left a couple brokerages over the years, as you know. And it's like, after all I did for you, after right. all the, look, oh, dude, man. if you can't support the people that you have trained right. and support their growth, get out of the business, man. Right. So I am so happy. So you and Heidi- uh, of all people yeah. decided to join forces and we're going to hear from her in the next podcast. Cause she's just a nut. Um, <laughs> and I want to have you both, way. then I want to have you both back for uh, another podcast, which oh, we're going to have to extend the time on that one. <laughs> but you guys started your own team at the, the Williams gray team. Yes. And you, I love your logo. Yes. Amazing logo. Yes. Yeah, super um, sexy. Yeah. And so you now, now Heidi has a specialty and her niche is high rise. Right. And your specialty is everything else. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. Right. But you guys have some great overlap. And of course, right. there's a lot of uh, cross coverage and, and complimentary, uh, you know, I guess you could say services or, sure. or personality really too. Because, yeah. you know, one thing I admire about Heidi is her lack of a filter. Right. Right. And right. but at the same time, when she's with her clients, she just like switches gears. She right. Does. And she goes from. Uh, the crazy Heidi that we know and love to, you know, very professional, very and, polished. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very, very, yeah. Very top shelf. Right. So I think that in that case, you guys, you also, I guess I've always, I always think of you as, as I guess it really is a little bit country and a little bit rock and roll. Right. Yes. I mean, you, yeah. you really are the, the Donnie and Marie of real estate. Totally. All in one package. Right? One person. Sometimes I'm Donnie. Sometimes I'm Marie. What are you going to get today? Nobody knows. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, you know, when 
I've been asking Heidi to come and work with uh, with me and with us mm-hmm. um, for years and years and years. And um, finally, she decided that she was going to do it. And, you know, again, the, how blessed are we to be able to be surrounded daily by the best? Yeah, absolutely. And she is truly the best in what she does in Expert the entire valley. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. she's it. She's high rise Heidi. I don't think there's another person who has the knowledge. Right. But also the 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 working knowledge, not just, you know, how big is that unit, blah, 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 what building, but the working f- framework of all of the other aspects of high rise. But anyway, I mean, Heidi, we're going to hear from and sure. she'll get her own. Sorry, I'm, you know, but I know I wanted to talk more or less that, you know, you, you're bringing on team members now. Yeah. You've brought on a gentleman by the name of Branson, who's been very doing very well. Yes. Um, he reminds me a little bit of a. Uh, I, I don't want to be condescending, but like the kid of the team, like yeah. you guys are are ca- constantly kicking him in the butt to, yeah. you know, hey, you got to do this, and hey, so how has mentorship been for you, and and you know how has that been to be on the re- the, the teaching side of things as opposed to the receiving side? You know, I I actually am really enjoying it, and and surprisingly enough, it's one of my favorite things now. Um. When we opened the brokerage, you know, I, I always said my door was always open. And so our other agents, if they have questions and they can't reach you or what have you, they've always been able to come and and right. grace my doorway with their questions. And if it was something I could answer, I would. And if sure. it was a question for sure. you, I would yeah. go ahead and punt that ball. Um, you but, right, exactly. I'll oh, be sitting with you at the that division. That looks like trouble. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole. Um, but I've, I've enjoyed that over the last two years and bringing on brand and um and yes you know it reminds me kind of the same what you're saying I mean, we call him baby boy branson you know <laughs> like he's our baby angel um heidi was just out of town she came back into town she sent a message she was like i'm home you know mommy's she said something like to her i think it was a facebook post yeah. to her dogs you know mama's coming home right, and i was right, like right. i was like b can't wait for mama's kisses like <laughs> you know we we just we adore him and he's so he's going to be so good and it's not it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when and he's already just naturally doing things that he needs to be doing and to see that he seems very dedicated he's, you know, he's so he's dedicated always in here i mean i you know sometimes you well you guys are out showing homes i mean i you know i, I like to see agents that are not here because right. it tells me that they're out in the We're field right right um but i i admire his tenacity he seems to always be here and working yes. and, and I'm, I'm proud of you i'm glad that you are um, you know, you, you've had that ability now to, to impart sure. um, what you've learned over the years into new people. So if I could make agents just like you made me like I'm I'm you trained me, you taught me everything I know. I am a miniature you <laughs> better looking. <laughs> True. Yeah. A little funnier. A little bit. But I am you in, in our Looks industry. Right. True story. <laughs> um, so um, I, I, you taught me everything, you know, if, if I can take agents and teach them everything I know and make them miniature versions of me, that is a miniature version. Like it's like it's the Russian dolls. Better for Right. Exactly. <laughs> you open that Whatever one. You open that this one. one. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, isn't that good for the industry? Because oh, yeah. you have such an amazing reputation well, in our town you. and people know that when Jeff Lavelle, well, yeah, when Jeff Lavelle puts his name on something, people pay attention to it because you have such a good reputation. Um, I try and stay out of the limelight with the exception of this podcast. And so people don't know me like they know you, but they don't need to because 
when I get into a transaction with them, it takes a very short amount of time for them to see that I operate the same way that my broker that they know and love does. Well, and that's all very kind of you. And I think the thing, what I gave you was the tools. I should say the, the information, you had the tools, you had the personality, you had the follow-up, you had the tenacity. I mean, yes, there were many times when you came to, I, I think there was one time where you yelled at me and uh, blamed me for uh, a time in your life that was extremely challenging. And I told you to basically shove it up your butt and get over yourself because you were great at what you did. And this was just one of those times it would pass. But that's, you know, I, I think that, and it did, it passed and look at where you're, but I, my reason for bringing that up isn't to obviously embarrass you because that wasn't the time both, I told you I hate you, was it? Yeah. Oh did. god. Yeah. yeah. You did. Okay. That and, time. That and time. you weren't. You didn't smile after you said no, it. No, I didn't. So, I was uh, real mad. You were real mad that day. <laughs> but no, it, the point is that you know we've always had a friendship that was open and honest and true in the sense that I didn't have a problem, even though I knew you were at your lowest low. I knew that it. You know, you were blaming out of upset and I could tell you to pull your head out of your ass and go to your job and it was going to be fine because I know who you are and you've always been uh, tenacious and a go-getter and all the wonderful things that you are that one person out of a hundred that make it in this business long term uh, because that's sadly like the statistics that really do uh, affect our industry. So I think we have a worse success rate in real estate agents starting out in the business than restaurants. <laughs> Which is my that. background. So, you know, if yeah, you I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, it's kind of funny. I, I was talking to somebody the other day and I was like, you know, I really always wanted to be independent and I have a background in restaurants and I have a background in customer service and I have a background in, in sales. You and do realize. You do realize. <laughs> um, very interesting life. Uh, but, but I, you know, I was talking to somebody and I just turned 40 as well because, you know, couldn't cram enough interesting things into one year. Right. Um, And I was talking to somebody and I was like, you know, I always wanted to be so independent. And in retrospect, (laughs) I really, you know, I was real cute at one point in time. I probably could have married a doctor or a lawyer. I probably could have been a stay at home mom. I probably could have done all these things. And there are days that I wake up and I'm like, God, it would be really nice if that was my life. But then. It wouldn't be. I would be bored to tears. <laughs> Let me just say that for all the stay-at-home moms out there that are going, what the hell did she do? Uh, that is that is not something I would wish on my worst enemy because I have a, a rambunctious child who <laughs> is my mini-me. And my wife, God bless her, she has to deal with him on Mondays when there's no school. So, or nights, you know, where I'm working late or weekends that I'm working or weekdays when I'm working or, you know, she, she's gets, she gets the... Uh, she gets the brunt of it, but yeah, listen, no, I, I know what you mean. Though. You, you know, we, you we all want what we don't have. Well, we all want what we don't have. Yeah. I mean, and that, that is the honest truth that I am sure right now that there is a mother who is driving her, you I know, children home. Be a real estate agent. Right. Exactly. I would do anything to have a job outside this house. Right. And so you have it right, and, right. and you don't want it anymore. Right. So, you know, I mean, we, you Blondes know, want to be brunettes, curly hair, wants straight hair. Right. Yeah. yeah we want what fat. we don't have. Right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I identify with that last one. Right. Right. Yeah. So, well, I just have to say this has been a wonderful uh, 30 minute chat with you. We're going to do it again. 
and again and again and again because oh, I just enjoy the heck out of you as I have for the last nine years. But, yes. Um, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy day because I know you are busy uh, to sit down with me. And I want to get into a little bit more about you on our next episode uh, that we get to sit down with. I'm going to meet with Heidi next time. Perfect. And then I want to meet with both of you and bring Ooh. some more people in. And so thank you all for joining us tonight or today or whatever it is that you're doing at the moment. Uh, I appreciate you letting us into your mind and hearing a little bit about what we do. So we will see you on the next episode of Agents to Agent Remarks. Talk to you later.